Welcome to Noah Kagan Presents. What's up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Hot Sauce, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. We're trying a new format for today's show, which is going to be shorter and more actionable. Let me know on Twitter, at Noah Kagan, what you think of the show. Today's guest is featuring Vanessa Van Edwards. Yes, she sounds like British royalty. Say it out loud. Vanessa Van Edwards is coming to the dinner. She is phenomenal at psychology and charisma and has done a bunch of research on it, so I'm really excited to share what she has to say. Three major things that you're going to take away from today's episode. Number one, how did she go from unpaid freelance writer to now charging $25,000 a seminar teaching Fortune 500 companies about psychology? Two, how the hell did she find her unique voice? Every one of us has different levels of competition, and we're all trying to stand out. So how did she find her own voice? And three, some other stuff that you're going to love and enjoy. So have a great day and listen to the episode. So you didn't do like a corporate job at all? Never. So actually, I wrote my first book when I was a teenager. I know Your Jewish parents uh, are yeah, so proud. I, yes, exactly, exactly. I realized I liked the blogging world and decided to try to monetize an online blog. I never went corporate. I write a lot of articles. No one's giving me shit. We got to teach you how to write some good articles. Yeah, I write shitty articles, I guess. How did you start getting paid for them? And how did you start getting corporate trainings? On a lot of the websites, they'll say, we need writers in Argentina. We need writers in Australia. Or we're looking for topics on parenting or communication or science hacks. Especially if you're following like their blog on a magazine, they'll tell you what they need. So that's exactly what I did is I started to look at what different media companies needed and then start, tried to fill in the gaps. And then how'd you get corporate training? So as I was writing these articles, I was creating all these communication hacks, like ways to hack conversation, formulas for networking. And so companies would reach out and say, hey, you know, we really like this article. Would you mind walking my team through a training? And so they would bring me in. I would do like a keynote or a workshop. And that's when I realized that the real bread and butter was business and corporate trainings. How'd you not feel like an imposter? I always said that I was never an expert and I was always a recovering awkward person. I was teaching people skills from someone who didn't understand people skills. And the biggest problem is that all the people who write these trainings are very highly charismatic people. And if you're naturally a highly charismatic person, you do not know what it feels like to walk into a room and feel like everyone hates you. I knew that I could speak to people from a very like ground zero up. And that was very, very appealing to people who wanted to learn the basics. So one way that I differentiated my work in the beginning was trying to collect my own data. I realized that the only thing differentiating me from other columnists was if I started to gather my own data on a topic. So for example, one keyword that was coming up a lot was ambivert. An ambivert is someone who's not quite an extrovert and not quite an introvert. And I realized there was a kind of lack of articles on this topic. So I decided to write an article, but I also wanted to get data around it. So we created like a survey, basic survey. I think at the beginning it was about 5,000 people to answer this survey. And then in the article, I was able to say about 60% men, 40% women, more ambiverts are around than you realize. And that differentiated my article for the editors. And then people also liked it because I was bringing in a little bit of science behind my ideas. You said even your articles early on, you'd write an article, someone would copy it right away. What's powerful is you're like, look, how can I be unique? How can I differentiate? And you chose the survey method and research method that no matter what he can't copy, they have to go do their own. Right. So in a weird way, these guys that were stealing my blog content or my article content, they ended up citing me, which was actually just as good because then they were using my content, but linking back to me. And I was able to track or siphon off the top of their traffic. And it helped me turn competitors into people who were just linking to me. How did that business start scaling? What did that look like? I decided to create courses for other platforms. 
Udemy was one of the first platforms I used, which is great. They were able to host my course and advertise for me. I didn't have advertising dollars. I didn't have a Facebook ad guy, but they did. So I created a course for them. They used their dollars. They took a percent. And then we now have, I think, over 90,000 students on Udemy. The point in between that where you're doing some of the corporate trainings where you recognize like, wow, they have a bunch of money. It's easier for them to spend it. How did you start getting more of them as clients? One of the big changes in our business was when I started leveraging YouTube. What I didn't realize is that people were using YouTube like Google. So everyone in 2009 and 10 was playing the Google game. But actually what was better was trying to rank for YouTube searches. If you have a website, open up your Google Analytics and go to the section that is for referrals and then keywords and look up the keywords that people are using to get to your website and look at the bottom 50. Those are like keywords that you're just beginning to rank for, but are actually producing some content. I took those keywords and then I created a video on it. I optimized the video and then I created a blog post on the back end. We were able to get to 10 million views on YouTube just doing that. And that is how we get most of our corporate gigs. So YouTube in a crazy way helped me get corporate gigs and hugely expanded my brand. You've grown to a pretty sizable company, large YouTube presence, good following around human behavior. What are some of the mistakes that you've made along the way? Okay, lots of mistakes. First, going after traditional media just doesn't work. Even the big guys, and I've been on the Today Show, CBS this morning, and they just don't drive a lot of traffic and you pay a lot for them if you're hiring a PR company. If you get them by sheer luck, awesome. Otherwise, that was a waste of time and money every single time I've done it. However, maximizing YouTube is great. The producer emails you. They say, hey, we'd love you to do a segment on this. Just put out really good video content so the producer is dying to have you on their show. The second big mistake, I tried to appeal to everyone. And what happened was, is I would get the wrong kinds of people. The people who use our skills for being manipulative, those are the people I don't want. So I actually will create allergies on my brand or on my website to try to turn them off so they don't subscribe, they don't buy our courses. Narrowing it down that way and then also using what I call interest indicators. So interest indicators are when someone sees something on your website and goes, that's me. We have these interest indicators that are on our website. Like, for example, I like very data-driven people. Um, I love to give people like data dopamine. So I put numbers all over our website. If you're a creative or like you are like, oh, I don't care about the numbers, we're probably not for you. So trying to create those allergies and interest indicators have been really helpful. If I was interested in being an expert or a thought leader and creating a business around it, you know, what kind of advice do you have for me to get started and create that? Yeah. The very first thing is to look at all competitors that are out there and figure out the one thing they're all not doing. Dale Carnegie has like a capital on the market. But when you look at any of the research or any of the studies, they sometimes put out white papers, but no one was actually testing what they were talking about. And so that was the one hole in the market that made me different from all my competitors. And now there is no competitive human behavior research lab on the internet. So look for the whole. Second, look at what people are already using to find you. So looking at your keywords and figuring out what are people already doing to find you? How can you better serve them so that when they come to you, you give them a massively amazing experience? And second, you're not trying to turn the wheel from scratch. You're already leveraging what's already turning in your business. What is something that everyone watching can instantly go and do to improve their human behavior and, and relationship skills, social skills? Yeah, relationships. Stop asking, what do you do? How are you? And where are you from? Like, stop. Don't ever ask those questions ever again. Because if you ask those questions, you will get yourself into an autopilot situation. The worst conversations are when the brain goes to sleep. What questions should I be asking when I meet people instead? Yeah. Everyone has like a mental pet that they're trying to like stroke or pet or think about. Try to figure out what that is. So that could be, so working on anything exciting recently, 
That's a much better question than what do you do, especially because if you get someone who's ashamed of their job, they have permission to talk about something else, which is much more interesting to you. So working on anything exciting recently is a really easy one. What's keeping you busy these days? Is it slightly better than how are you? It's pretty casual. Have any vacations coming up? Is a casual one if you're in like a party situation? And then if you're really brave, working on any personal passions recently. Vanessa Van Edwards, thank you. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, go give Vanessa some love on Twitter world at V Van Edwards and on her site, scienceofpeople.com. If you love the show, go text someone you love them. Yo, man, let's go dance and play with glow sticks together. All right, have a fantastic day. What's your favorite sport to play? <laughs>